0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk.
1: Stereotypes bother you, or are they just a bit of crack? Because the American football team, Notre Dame, known as the Fighting Irish, due to visit Dublin this weekend, complete with their leprechaun mascot to face Navy at the Aviva Stadium. And Notre Dame insisted, they say like the leprechaun, look, this is regarded with respect, with loyalty and with nothing more than affection. You know, he was supposed to represent the determination of the Irish people and symbolically the university's athletes. So I want to know, how do you feel about it? Do Irish stereotypes in general, do they annoy you? Does it really just, does it really actually bother you that the fighting Irish, the mascot, that's the the leprechaun mascot, that's what the Irish representation is abroad? Margaret is on the line. Margaret, are you offended? Uh,
2: More than slightly, Yes, Why? Andrea. I think oh, I think we've gone way past that, paddywhackery, For goodness' sake, I mean, uh, you talk about the American football team; they can't even pronounce their blooming name properly. Uh, it's Notre Dame, uh, but I mean, what do you expect from from Americans? Well, that's the no, French. That's I mean, through the
1: French, though. Is it? It's 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 pronounced different though in the states for the um, for the yeah. university, isn't yeah. it?
2: Yeah, well, I'm. Why am I not surprised? But to go back to to the the leprechaun syndrome, God Almighty, I think it's a cringe factor. We've gone way, way past that in this country. Uh, you know, I, I don't think my family or my children or my grandchildren even uh, would know um, what they were talking about. And it is peculiarly an American um, thing. Uh, it's. It's. I think it's a Hollywood thing. It's the Darby O'Gill syndrome. Um, the only time you'd see a leprechaun in Ireland is when somebody um, acts the dope and gets up on a float someplace in a in, in St. Patrick's Day parade, mm-hmm. taking a, a kind of a a, a shot at, at the leprechaun. No, no, no. We're I mean, we're gone way past that. We're gone past the pigs in the parlour, the corned beef and cabbage. I've never eaten corned beef and cabbage in my life and uh, you know this is the notion that some of the Americans have for example when they get off the plane and kneel down and kiss the ground I mean can you think of anything more cringeworthy than that <laughs> so sorry Andrea I'm on a rant Yeah no no rant away
1: that... rant, rant away absolutely uh, Margaret don't stop like it's funny because you know I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you about the whole um and the diddly eye but at the same time I'm not at all offended like you know I acknowledge that it, it does a lot for probably two and if people buy into it enjoy it why not it's only a bit of crack
2: yeah but I I agree with you but who's having the last laugh you know are we are we uh, pulling in the dollars on the foot of us you know so uh, if we are good for us mm. you know but as i said i definitely think we, we are we we've a, we're a nation that has grown up we're sophisticated we're educated we're well traveled um We're you know uh, our young people are fantastic um, there's good employment in this country just listening to the news nearly 75 percent uh, employment in this country uh, and to be told that we kind of worship darby ogill and the little people forget it andrea Come on. Are there,
1: have you ever yourself, Margaret, experienced you know stereotypes when when you're abroad or from other cultures?
2: Oh yeah. Well, mainly it would be from from the Americans. You know, it so happens that we we, we were in the United States a couple of years ago. Uh, for around the time of of St Patrick's weekend, coincidentally, but God, it was stomach churning when you drive, walk around to drive around the neighbourhoods and see the the um, leprechauns lit up in in their front gardens and the shamrocks and look, uh, it, it only happens in America. Sorry. What about what and about? I'm not, anti, I'm not anti-American. Yeah, really.
1: No, that's okay. What about you, Neil? Do Irish stereotypes? Do they bother you? I love a stereotype.
3: Happy Thursday. Um, I think it's brilliant. You know, and stereotypes don't fall off trees, unfortunately. You know what I mean? The Fighting Irish is connected to our, uh, maybe we like a little bit of a beverage or two uh, at breakfast time. You know what I mean? It's all connected. But at the end of the day, it's Americans coming in and spending money. That's great. They can be gosh it up, wherever they want. (laughs) Spend their money. Like we were down in Killarney a couple of weeks ago. Beautiful spot worth the drive. But it was full of Americans trying to find their relatives, their long-lost relatives. Have you seen a leprechaun? All this sort of stuff. We're going, yeah, go on, buy another pint, spend more money. You know, it's all good, but it does no one any harm. If, if a stereotype or a leprechaun is what people are annoyed about, I would really love if that was the only thing I was worried about. You know what I mean? It's not a big deal. The Americans are going to come in, spend loads of money, we're going to build a road or something, hopefully build a few houses, and then they kind of come back again next year. But like, Stereotypes don't fall off trees, you know what I mean? We are what we are, and it's almost like people are looking out of windows instead of looking in mirrors.
1: Have you experienced stereotypes yourself, Neil, when you're abroad? Oh, being... 100%. Yeah. Anytime like you what? go abroad
3: and you're, you're Irish and, you, and you're you sitting there and you, you're having a couple of pints and people are looking at you going, oh, you're, are you going to have three pints? I said, yes, that's fine, come on. You know what I mean? Like It's it's fine, you know, we, we are what we are, you know what I mean? It's, it's it, you know, oh, you're Irish, you must love drinking. Uh, you know what I mean? We all enjoy a drink. It kind of is what it is. You know, we've got to, we've, it's, we've got to be realistic and live in the real world, not this fantasy world where we're all kind of vegans doing CrossFit. You know what I mean? That doesn't sell
0: tickets <laughs> to the Americans.
1: Right. Does the, does the idea of the, is the, or is the idea of the fighting Irish outdated, Neil? Uh,
3: I think at closing think people... time in any pub in the land I don't think it's I don't think it's out of date unfortunately. Uh hopefully hopefully it's like the fighting Irish but slightly more behaved than we used to be. Right. I think what that's ab- what we're we're trying to be.
1: What about you, Sean? Do you think is it outdated?
4: No, Andrea. Uh actually I, I agree with your last speaker. Uh it's part of who we are. You may like it, you may not. It's part of who we are. It's an identity over the world. Uh, the concept of fighting Irish, I suppose, it depends what set of glasses you look through that on from wherever you come from. Uh, but in context of it all, in a good will and the pad- paddy whackery and the whole lot that goes with it, it's uh, it's it's who we are. Uh, I had an experience of it. I was in Indianapolis, uh, and uh, there was a an Irish bar there and there was another one just down the street and then there was a, an American bar I can remember like yesterday was called Aiky Joneses and there was three of us in it and we had like t-shirts and there was some uh, uh, I can't remember exactly but there was some relatively tailored on the t-shirts and uh, within half hour we were swamped <laughs> with people and the whole story came up about the leprechauns and everything else and like, we were laughing too because we actually got it hard to believe that it was it was so important to them and uh, I remember the, the bar manager came down to us and said Jesus you've attracted a lot of people in here no we're not famous or anything and uh, it was just because they wanted to meet there wasn't as many Irish down there in that part of America and it was a lot of the uh, Locals first time to meet Irish. Mm-hmm. Night in the pub, they put up a, an Irish uh, team night, and the place was full. It was it was mind blowing to see, just because there was a, co- a connection to Ireland. And uh, I remember one guy coming over. He said, "Do you guys still have TVs, or do you have TVs?" <laughs> and it was all part and parcel of the having the fun and the crack yeah. with it. I can but, understand why why people will say the fighting Irish portrays a bad image. Maybe what we've saw. See, I, I
1: think I think the idea of the of fighting Irish. I think that means different things to different people.
4: It does certainly. The, that's why I said the context of yeah, what fighting. Is. It matters from what happened. In, and are you like, offended by that? No, Absolutely not. No, uh, because I, no matter where I've been in the world, I have seen it, and it's respected. Uh, I get your first caller uh, comments. I definitely understand that like we've moved away on we're not living in a patch cottage etc and that's no offense to anybody that is don't get me wrong but Mm. that whole picture but that's not what it's about it's it's just it's a tag and it's all talking good faith and then when you look the other side we're the most technically advanced country in the world so anybody that's doing business here knows what our capabilities are if you're coming on holidays from abroad americans predominantly they're coming for the bit of fun and the blarney Mm. stone and or else the green... Sure, if buy
1: into it, what about it?
4: And it generates huge interest and crack. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Do so you, I'm not offended. Do, are
1: you, the idea, Margaret Sari, of the fighting Irish, like, is that really what you're offended about more so than just the kind of, you know, like river dancer, Paddy Whackery? No, or, I,
2: I, I'm not, I'm not uh, offended by the title uh, as such. But uh, what what I am offended... I'm sitting in a car park in the middle of France at the moment trying to ride out a storm here right. and all of the people we have met so far um, on our holiday all, all the French come up to us and they say to us oh you come from a beautiful country um We have been or we want to go and it's so beautiful and it's mountains, it's lakes, it's the ocean, etc. That's the image we portray to the the mainland European people. But I I have a theory and it actually has been borne out Uh, in the 50s because of the awful economic crises that we had in the country at that time when people had to leave the country reluctantly to get work. In the United States predominantly and uh, that happened perhaps more on the western seaboard than on the eastern side of the country and they have come back and their children have come back and there's a small little bit of begrudgery my god you guys have done well but we had to leave to do equally well uh, and I think they're I, I, I suppose I can't blame them in a way they want to hold on to the past but uh, you know be selective about it. Okay. I've never seen a bloody leprechaun in my life. I don't really <laughs> want to be a leprechaun, you know. So, uh, you know, that's my take okay. on it. Ke-
1: Kevin, have you experienced, um, you know, those sort of Irish stereotypes when you're abroad?
5: Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm an unusual Irish person that I don't drink alcohol. I was in Memphis uh, many years ago when I was in a bar drinking coffee and every single person that came up and said, oh, you're Irish, that's an Irish coffee. And the barman would have to come and and swear that it was an ordinary coffee, but I mean, so what? I mean, we, we should analyse stereotypes are very important because they allow us to categorise groups into ways when we describe them, et cetera. And Margaret's right at one point. We've moved beyond the fact that cottage and leprechaun, but we know that because we live here. But those in America who have, you know are looking at it through the glasses of a second generation are still seeing the leprechaun and the cottage and the poverty, et cetera, et cetera. The modern stereotype for any American, and Margaret said it about the French, and any American, and I deal with American tourists every week of the year, any American that comes to Ireland, the stereotype they have now is of a generous, friendly people. And to a T, I would say in excess of 90% of American visitors that I've spoken to tell me stories of how they were given help in the street, how they were offered food, how they made friends, etc., etc. And that's what they're going back with. So the stereotype is probably true of what we were 50 mm. years ago, and it will take 50 years to change. To another, another observation on the leprechaun. Just stop and think for a minute. The leprechauns, if you like, one of our national symbols. And the leprechaun is a wonderful symbol because it's a generous giving thing. You find a leprechaun at the end of the, the rainbow and you've got a pot of gold. How many other countries have got mythical symbols that are actually positive and generous? Most of them are dragons or swords or something like that. We've got a giving, generous symbol. We should celebrate it. And let's go out there and bring the Americans in. I mean, look at the figures from uh, the Falsh Ireland compiled there this week the, that's on the CSO website about the number of American visitors and what they're spending in this country. Mm. And you know what? If the reason they get in the plane is because there's a guy wearing a green hat with red hair stand on the stairs on the way up, yeah. bring it on. We could Let have, them
1: come. We could have, we could have worse, worse ma- mascots for sure. Fighting Irish, does that offend you?
5: Not at all. Um, and in a way, I use it in dealing with tourists outside of, of America more than anything else. You look at, at South America, for instance, Argentina, the Argentinian Navy founded by an Irish admiral. You look at the Mexican fight with the um, uh, with the U.S. One of the most famous regiments was Los Patricos, named after St. Patrick, was the Irish who had converted and fought on behalf of the Mexicans. We fight all over the world for everybody else, or we fight among ourselves. But here's a fight that that doesn't get the coverage it should. Back in, I think it was 2014, when Ireland had the EU presidency, the uh, Humanitarian and Refugee Senate was held in Dublin. And one of the journalists asked, why are we in Dublin? We don't need to be in Brussels. This is not a a competency that needs to be handled by the presidency. And the European Commissioner for Refugees answered the question, interrupted the tonnest and said, I would like to answer that. She said, I'm 25 years in this job and whenever there's a natural disaster, I try to get there as soon as possible. And she said, the one fact I will tell you is that the first non-local accent I hear, no matter where it is in the world, is an Irish person there helping. And she said, I asked to come here as a thank you. So mm. that's the fighting i okay. on.
1: Well, the fighting Irish nickname, the name I thought, it goes back to the Dev era, doesn't it? And going to the States, looking yeah. for financial support. I thought that was...
5: Yes, it That's- and, and, yeah, and but I mean I, I, I suppose every struggle is a fight and and we can't deny that over the past centuries we've had to struggle both at a, at a general level and at a higher political level and that's the fight that we
1: still have and we still have that fight mm. in Well ac- according to George George says sadly the only fighting Irish left in the country are found outside the pubs at closing time trying to get a thousand or a few hundred people to demonstrate about housing shortages or the cost of fuel and electricity more like sheep says George Kira in Dublin says fighting Irish simply refers to us fighting for our independence not to be taken as thugs not like the English who are renowned for street fighting and football hool-
0: hooliganism Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.
1: We are chatting about Irish stereotypes though and in particular, you know, the the leprechaun mascot, the fighting Irish because a lot of Americans, thousands of Americans I should say, not just a lot, due in Dublin this weekend. The American football team, Notre Dame, are um, playing facing, I should say, Navy at the Aviva Stadium. Megan is with us on the line because, Megan, you are an American living now in Ireland. So what do you think about Irish stereotypes?
6: Hi, Andrea. Yes. So um, actually specifically, um, I'm so sad to hear Margaret's impression of us Americans. I've been here since 99 and I came over during the Celtic Tiger as an au pair and then got tons of bar work and staff work and had a great time and now I have my family here, of course. So um, I've been here for longer than I've, than I've been in America. Mm. And um, I went to Notre Dame. So um, it's really sad to hear her impression of it because when Americans come over and we, I mean, the vast majority, I think, like Kevin said, are so excited to be here because it's a lot of our heritage. So I'm only 50 percent Irish, but in the States, if I. Said to a friend, "Oh, what are you?" That person would say, "Oh, I'm Italian," or I would say, "Oh, I'm Irish." And clearly, <laughs> I know you all know that I am not Irish. Yeah. But um, it's a way that we identify with our past, and unless Margaret has had that experience of living abroad and needing something to identify that's bigger than you, some place that you feel that your ancestors came from, that's incredibly important and very meaningful to us. So I'm sad to hear that she thinks it's um, it is all in bad taste. And just regarding the the mascot, the fight. This is from the Notre Dame website. The Fighting Irish nickname was first coined for the Irish immigrant soldiers who fought for the Union, so fought on the good side during the Civil War in America, and what was uh, became called the Irish Brigade, um, including three regiments from New York. So that's on the Notre Dame website. So um, it's the absolute best representation of Irish people. These guys came over to the states, and they went, "Okay, you're offering us a new country. You're offering us opportunities, so we have to give back too." So, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. That's just an incredible represent- representation yeah. of the Irish.
1: Can Can you see though why some Irish people don't like, you know, the the leprechaun and the sort of paddywhackery that goes on, and like,
6: you know, what? Absolutely, and I don't like the paddywhackery either. Um, I think it's a bit silly. The leprechaun, I can't because, like Kevin said, it's a magical, you know, it's a magical symbol we of Ireland. horse mascots. Oh, absolutely. And um, also, I mean, I've lived down the country. I've lived in Tolo and County Carlo and in Kildare and also in um, Clock, Jordan and Tip. And um, there's all of those farmers. All of the farmers are not cutting down or sowing or plowing over a fairy fort, a fairy ring. So you can say what you want, but there is magic. It does exist. And you can choose to believe you know, what magic looks yeah. like for so if you. If you want to believe but in if, a bit of magic, what about us? Oh, absolutely. And um, there, there's no harm in it. So when people come over, like the other gentleman said, welcome them. And yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let them spend okay. in your businesses. What so, a- um, however, there's a huge controversy in the States. I'm sure it's world uh, in, in the Western world. I come from Ohio and our baseball team used to be the Cleveland Indians and now it's the Cleveland Guardians. And I think that's absolutely appropriate that they're changing The names, um, so you're not offending uh, actual groups of people, whereas, you know, leprechauns are not groups of people. So, (laughs) but But anyway, Andre, I just want to say before I go um, the Notre Dame games are so much fun. And yes, we absolutely butcher the name. It's not Notre Dame. It's Notre Dame. Notre Because Dame, we're in America yeah. and everything got mixed up over there, you know. So there's, you're not, you're not having proper Mexican food. You're having, you know, American-Mexican food or proper Italian food. You know, it's, it's a whole new country. We, we do things our own way. And although I do not like the guns or the politics, um, you know, I absolutely love America. Okay. It's some great, great offerings. And if people are around the area, the crack will be had. Yeah, this is at the Aviva at the weekend on Saturday at yeah. two PM but all you day going? long. Dame street I'm going yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. Dame street will be closed down for the Notre Dame marching band. If you have kids, I would highly suggest you come in to watch okay. them. They okay. are superb. And then they're going into Temple Bar as well. Um it's just good, good fun. Yeah. And um I mean, I it's, the, it's the closest time
1: see what the that I is think. About.
6: What about what what about you, Richard? Like
1: can stereotypes be used to our advantage?
0: Well, and uh, thanks, Andrea, for having me on yeah. uh, again, actually. But, um, yeah, no, I think they can. I think I, I absolutely agree with Margaret and I agree with Kevin. Uh, you know, uh, the whole uh, leprechaun situation and the Irish thatched cottage and horse and cart situation is pretty beneficial when you're living in America. I lived for over 10 years in East Coast, West Coast, Mid- Midwest, and I always, actually it always worked to my benefit for being Irish. And, um, I, yeah, I just think it's a, you know, the leprechaun is folklore. It's, you know, cartoonish. Mm. It's all that kind of thing, which is great. But, uh, you know, I had, well, I had a couple of experiences of being stereotyped in America.
7: Okay. I think
0: I told... The last time I was on, I think I told you a story about where I was asked to do a vote over on Channel 13 in Colorado for their um, upcoming St Patrick's Parade, and I did it in the studio and did three takes and came out and the producer said, "No, can you do it in an Irish accent?" And I went, "Well, this is an Irish <laughs> accent. I never lost an accent." Yeah, and I had to go back in and do the oh, sprint into spring, you know. And I was like, Brilliant. Just play up to it. And why not?
1: Why why wouldn't you? What about what about what about you, Denise? Do stereotypes offend you?
8: Hi, Andrea. No, no, they don't at all. Um, I think they're they're really important stereotypes. I think stereotypes help us understand people. And of course, not everyone falls into stereotypes and why should they? And I'm not a potato-eating Irish dancing, uh, young Irish girl anymore, but it doesn't matter. Um, I think they help us understand if if a culture is quite loud and that might be a stereotype, but then we understand them. If they are being a bit loud, we tend to discriminate less. Or if a culture is particularly, doesn't like banter or seems a bit cold, again, we can understand them. So I think we can use them to navigate understand in different different pe- groups of people um I don't think they're offensive at all I think they're a bit of crack I think they they come and go as time as time moves on um and I think you know people being offended by them I think it's time just to, to rise up and tell the offenders have a bit of crack um and, and for the rest of us and uh yeah I think I think they're a great thing I think they bring um understanding and I think they bring a bit of crack with them mm. do you agree Danny?
9: it's a funny sort of a thing I kind of do and I kind of don't I think it kind of depends on who's doing the stereotyping if you get what I mean I mean as I text your producer there earlier on I work for a UK company Um, yeah and it was kind of like there was a little bit of a going on say there was one thing I remember it was uh, I was late to a meeting one day and this is kind of like a team's meeting professional setting and the guy goes to me I was like two minutes late and the guy comes to me and he goes oh what were you doing all thick and potatoes for St. Patrick's Day was it and it was just like all right. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that one. That's that's fair enough. But then there was another one uh, where it was like, uh, oh, what one it? It was like, what do you call six potatoes and a pint of Guinness? A seven-course Irish meal.
1: Right. <laughs> but you wouldn't I mean, be no, offended by that.
9: You wouldn't be offended, but it would kind of piles on, and then it's like, who's doing the stereotyping? You know, yeah. That kind of way, and I can kind of, do, and it's a funny sort of thing because I wouldn't consider myself the kind of person who would get easily offended at all. But then after a while, you're a bit like, all right, lads, you know, that's yeah, all right, you know, that's enough, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, it's,
1: it's, it's funny, like, and I, I suppose it depends maybe in the context and particularly maybe around like that kind of a professional setting as well. Um, Tara is actually with us on the line. Tara, you're, you're calling us from New York today. Um, what Irish stereotypes do you get over there?
7: Well, uh, hi, Andrea. I've only really encountered good ones, to be honest. But there is the odd, you know, there'll be a comment about drinking, but it said I, I don't see it in any malice, or I work in hospitality. I'm a general manager, so I find that people are generally really, really excited to talk to you. In fact, sometimes it's much easier to just put on an American accent So if I don't have time to talk to people, because they just have such a wonderful view of Irish people. It's, it's really a currency they want to talk to you. They want to talk about their time in Ireland. And I think this kind of stereotype of patched cottages and we're all going around in the horse and cart is, is definitely gone. I mean, they're aware that we're a very, you know, um, liberal, progressive country and that, you know, we're, we're a wealthy country. So I think that's all gone. But, but generally people really want to go. It's a top bucket list country or they've been and they loved it. Yeah. They think Irish people are wonderful. So I've, I've honestly only had you know, a positive and positive
1: experience. Do you know, it's interesting there's a text in here from Declan and he says the way some Irish talk about Americans like they're all stupid and gullible makes them just as guilty of racial stereotypes as those that they accuse. What's your reaction to that, Megan? Yes,
6: um, I think that's true but I think there is an um something that when Americans come over to Ireland or Italy or wherever their heritage is from, that they're quite wide-eyed because um, I think a lot of the world sees um, the U.S. represented in movies and TV shows all the time. So when you go there, maybe you're like, "Oh yeah, this is just like the movies or TV." I mean, the buildings and the landscape and the mm. amount of people. But we don't know what Europe is like so much. We're not great travelers because America's so huge. We tend to travel a lot in the country, so that when we come over, we're quite like, "Wow, this is so beautiful!" And wow, the people really are this nice. And a lot of the stereotypes. And it's a genuine mo. Yeah. Oh, genuine. Genuinely, yes. And then there's other stuff that we don't know as travelers, simply because we don't travel that much outside of the United States. But um, a lot of it is very heartfelt and meaningful coming here. And you know, like that gentleman said down in Killarney, people looking for their heritage. Um, you know, they're they're genuinely you know mm. <laughs> they're coming here for for a bit of magic and for a bit of history and their ancestry. Yeah. So, but certainly not. I mean, I'm I'm sure. The well, it's funny, of a lot know, of the, the modern Yeah, a lot of the, the, the textures today
1: the talking about, like, you know, the perceptions and the stereotypes of the Irish and yet so many messages coming in from people all criticising Americans and, you know, the gullible Yanks and all of this kind of stuff. And yet we're speaking on both sides of our mouth, I suppose. This listener says, I spent over four years in Sydney and Australia in the late 80s and people would want to get a grip. The Irish, and I was part of it, were over-indulgent, um, problematic drinkers. We've this idea that we were loved abroad, but we're actually the butt of the jokes abroad, and deservedly so. Our behaviour abroad is stupid. We think that we're so important on the, the world stage. But are we? We should ask ourselves. Martin says, Tourism Ireland promote an old-fashioned view of Ireland in the US to try and attract tourists, as that is the view of which Americans with little knowledge of modern Ireland like to have of the country so it should be no surprise when american tourists come to ireland that they have that opinion keep them coming into us 087 1400 106 is the number thanks a million to all of you for getting in touch with us plenty of mixed views uh, on
0: that today lunchtime live with andrea gilligan weekdays at midday on news talk